I'm Nicole Holcomb, attorney by day and podcaster by night, a former educator, school counselor, and administrator, and mom to a nine-year-old daughter with dyslexia, who loves all things Harry Potter, Minecraft, and science. A few years ago, she was identified with dyslexia, and our life seemed to turn upside down for a while, quite literally. I created the Dyslexia Mom Life podcast to help you navigate the upside down journey of dyslexia. You got this. If you're wanting to thrive as a mom in this dyslexia journey, then you're in the right place. Let's get started. You are listening to the Dyslexia Mom Life podcast. I'm your host, Nicole, and I'm delighted to have you with us today. You know, it's hard to believe that we've made it through yet another school year. It is the last day of May, and we are now going into the summer with our families and friends. And I know some of you out there still have a few more weeks of school. You know what? You got this. Hang in there. It is almost done. This month has been a really special month for us here at the Dyslexia Mom Life community. I've had the honor this month to share with you some very personal Dyslexia Mom stories If you've been busy this year, I get it. May is a busy time of the year for many families. No worries. These are definitely binge-worthy episodes. So grab your earbuds and go and spend some time listening over the summer. Share those episodes with your friends. You know the friends I'm talking about. The ones who are starting their journey and they just feel alone and they don't know a direction. Many of these moms have had people to reach back out to them to let them know They really connected with their story. And sometimes just to hear someone else's story, you know, helps us feel just a little bit less alone. So feel free to share any of these stories that you heard over the month of May and anything, you know, at all on the podcast that you feel like would be helpful to someone else. That is the biggest compliment you can give us. This episode today, the six self-care tips from real moms who get it. That's what this episode is all about, self-care. I know you, and I know you put yourself at the end of your to-do list, right? And many of you just, I've got air quotes here, just don't have the time for self-care. You want to show up as your best self for your family, for your friends, and especially for your children. And the only way that you can do that is to start the day with you. Now, you may say, Nicole, I can't start my day with my self-care, you know, whatever your routine may be. But every morning when you wake up, be thinking about what is your self-care priority going to be that day? You know, friends, it may just be five minutes in the car by yourself in the driveway, right? (laughs) So this month, though, we we have had the opportunity to collect and put together this particular special podcast for you. From the moms that you heard from this month, we have pulled all of their self-care tips that they shared throughout the month and put them all in this one special show just for you. This has been a month of celebrating moms, and we are sharing them with you today. I hope that these six self-care tips provide you with some inspiration. Some inspiration to put yourself first. It's not selfish. It's essential. Well, let's just jump right in. I want to talk about the first tip that we heard many moms share this month. And that first tip, let's start with how moms are prioritizing fitness in their lives. Yes, um, for me, it's exercise. I have anxiety myself and it really um, 
helps me deal with all that's coming my way. So exercise is non-negotiable. I mean, it cannot be. So for me, it's exercise. Um, so the most important ones to me are uh, working out. And right now, obviously not everybody can do that. COVID self-care versus my pre-COVID. Uh, Pre-COVID, you know, I was in Arizona. I was in a total different climate uh, compared to Washington State, but I loved like hiking. So actually when COVID came, life changed and we had to readjust how we were doing everything. And <clears throat> when I was younger, I was very into uh, running. I was very into sports. I enjoyed being physical. There's some girls in the neighborhood who go on walks. And we hold each other accountable to, to making sure that we get together to go on a walk every other day, whether it's morning, noon, or night, everyone figures it out in their schedule. So again, my people, you know, I've, I found a group of people that I can relate to um, that. And I, I kind of integrate some of that physical activity because I realized I need that, but uh, playing basketball with my son after school, when he asks me, this morning, he asked me to get up at 5am to go play basketball and practice. So I was like, you know what, <laughs> you're driven to do this. So I'm going to show up, right. But it got me to, to do some of the things that I needed to do actually for myself, but I get to do it with someone I enjoy, because I am a people person. It's actually being with the people I love, but also being physically active in the same time and doing, doing exercise or and so the beginning of the pandemic, I was walking a lot because it was good weather, and I hope to return to that. I like having my own dance parties in my house now because I really like music. I like to dance around because I was taking walks daily. I mean, it was March, April, and um, it was very nice. Uh, well, something I just recently started was walking early in the morning. I get up at six now and I walk until about 730 and come back um, and finish getting the kids ready for school. And that's been I've only been doing this seven days in a row, but you know, I want to make this a habit now because I wasn't, I was not making time for exercise with everything else that was going on. Self-care tip number two, let's hear from some moms who are prioritizing time daily for herself. I do love time alone, quiet. Our house is very loud <laughs> a lot, especially with online school and working from home. So I like to just sit outside. So time alone for me. Yeah, spending some time on your own. Right. So I call that closet time. Uh, I've always had. I've always had my closet time. I'm gluten free. So yes, I keep my gluten free snacks in there because my kids love them, and I'm like, these are expensive, guys. Okay. Um, but I, I love my closet time. Um, I actually just posted about this on, on a brand's account like two weeks ago, my closet time. Um, but uh, I, the closet is like my magical place where like people don't follow me. I used to say that like just even doing like a little bit of makeup and things like that can be self-care because kids tend to not follow you in there. But now my daughter does. Uh, so yeah. closet time is my thing. And the other thing is, um, oh, so in, just in closet time, it's just like my kind of magical place where it's like my my little sanctuary and I can do all those different things. Sometimes I'll just go on there and play a quick, Oh, playing games on your phone. Like just like a fun little game. That could be a nice thing. You know, I really need to cut time out every day for myself, especially with the boys being around 24 seven. So it's a matter of just an hour a day, just having that quiet time. And I'll either. And sometimes it's just a hot cup of coffee in my hand and just really, you know, looking outside and just taking a moment to like decompress and, and like, you know, sometimes like I always say you have to disconnect to reconnect to yourself. And so that's otherwise I take a bath and have a glass of wine and go talk with a friend who's in the same boat, you know, <laughs> but 
but if you're in that quiet moment, you know, for me, it's the early morning hours. Um, they had opened this new coffee shop um, by the Chattahoochee and you could get stuff to go. So, you know, I'd get it, get my tea to go because I'm not a coffee drinker. And I just kind of sit by the water by myself. And it was great R&R. Tip number three. Other moms are enjoying writing, and here are a few examples of how they use writing for self-care. I'm a big journaler. Of I love to journal my feelings out. That's really been a gift from since I was in fifth grade. I found a really fun journaling that has great prompts in it that I, I enjoy doing that. It's a little woo-woo, but it's to write a letter. I And I wrote the letter um, to my son, actually. He, at almost 18, I still, I, I hear these beautiful stories of the moms who get the kid who tearfully looks at him. It's like, you saved me and all that. And I haven't, my son is a typical teenage boy that that has not happened, but I wrote him a letter. I don't know if I'll ever give it to him. I haven't given it to him yet, but it, it just told him a little bit about where I was on that day that I wrote it. I think when I wrote it, he had something had happened that day. And it maybe it wasn't a bad thing, although it could have been something that I felt like I needed to talk about. But I just sort of fleshed out a letter and let my that inner voice that we all have speak and somehow putting it on paper um, was really um, sort of therapeutic for me. And I'll pull that letter out every now and then and read it. And um, it, it sort of capsulizes that moment in a way and I'll probably give it to him someday. But that's a weird self help. I mean, I wrote a, actually wrote a 10 page letter this morning to kind of to myself, but I, that's, that's my thing as a letter writer. So that would be my piece of advice. Self care tip number four. What about getting out in the world? Um, and then adventures. I love adventures with my husband. So getting outside of nature every day, I've read so many articles recently about how helpful it is to your mental health. So sometimes I'll even do Zooms like this or calls like this outside. Um, but if you can just spend some time, I know it's very cold for a lot of people right now, um, but bundle up. If you can go, you can take like a socially distant hike with a friend. Exploring or learning or traveling. So since COVID hit, like funny enough, like we've traveled a ton. That is probably not what I should be saying right now, but lots of masks in our bags, right? And so the ironically is a perfect, yeah, it's a perfect time to travel because no one's traveling. So um, everything's empty and, and you get it all to yourself. Self-care tip number five. Let's hear from some moms who like to take time for mindfulness practices. I think to take a deep breath, so in the fall, I noticed that I was struggling with a lot of this. We had just moved to a new house. We had so many things going on. The kids just started school. Their new school was so much more demanding online than it was in the springtime. Um, so I actually took a course online um, and I used to meditate a lot when I was younger. And I'm like, I can't, I can't even, I started and I'm like 20 seconds later, my brain is everywhere. So actually learned in this class many other ways um, to uh, do kind of forms of meditation that are quick, like you said. So there's mantras you can do. So those are really easy things where you're like, I am calm. And you know, you just like kind of say things to yourself. And I even do this with my son. Um, and then there's just several other ways you can do like a progressive um, body relaxation. And again, that's a good thing to do with, uh, with my kids like at nighttime. But like you said, meditation and these things don't have to be this major thing. They even taught us one where you eat something um, that you really enjoy, like a sweet, I do this with macaroons. And you really, you try to notice all the flavors and everything that's going on 
once you're kind of tuning everything else out. Um, so I was going to say kind of my sweets. I know some people like go into like, uh, like some body dysmorphia and all these types of things, but sometimes when you're having a hard day, I just need like a sweet in my closet and just, but like, yeah. So she was actually explaining. So you really focus on all the different sensations, how your body's healing. And it's actually extremely relaxing and it helps tap into your parasympathetic nervous system. That's what meditation does. And that's what the chanting and all these other things. So like you said, that one minute thing might seem silly, but it's really, really, really helpful. And finally, tip number six, a few moms share how they found power and inspiration from learning. And to just to educate yourself as much as you can, if it's reading a book, um, finding a friend that's very supportive and that will let you vent, even if they haven't been down that road or a professional, anyone that can really provide that support for you as you process it yourself that are really, Oh, reading a book. Um, and like, I think, sometimes like books don't have to be these like big overwhelming things. You don't always have to read like these like real, like what I call like, you know, like better. I don't even know why I do that. Join every Facebook group you can and attend. And now it's even easier, even though we're all in zoom burnout, but attend every workshop and session that you can go to. Um, You know, I am also a member of the National Council for Learning Differences, and they have a speaker series. And it's good to get on there and hear other parents, hear what they have to say. You can ask questions, but then sometimes you want to just listen and say, okay, I'm not in this alone. Um, So the more groups you join, the more you'll find out. And so I know it's different for everybody else, but learning about the science of reading for me is life changing. Just learning about the way that the brain develops and the brain moves, the way I even approach situations and people now is, is different. Because I think, oh, that was unidentified in them. (laughs) But this is what their brain is doing. (laughs) You know, I mean, something as simple as being at Subway, you're like, oh, my God, why are you taking so long? But now I say, oh, they might have processing issues. Because as you're studying this and the awareness comes, right, then you you look, you step back and say, oh, gosh, I don't want to be one of those people that's bringing somebody's self-esteem down. When you you, because when you're in these Facebook groups and you see what these children go through, and then I'm even in one where the adults talk about what they go through, the way that coworkers or bosses have talked to them. Um, I just think it's really important because the more you know, the more you can um, teach your child and have them become their own advocate. Because that's at the end of the day, that's what we want them to do. We want them to say, "Hey, can I get that uh, lesson on tape because I have dyslexia?" You know, um, do you mind repeating that? I have a processing issue. No big deal. Keep going. One of the biggest things for me was when Governor Newsom said he mixed up some numbers when he was reading and he said, oh, sometimes I do that. I have dyslexia. And he continued with the press conference. And I absolutely love that because it was so small and most people aren't going to get it. But for me, it meant the world because he said it, he embraced it and he kept going, you know, and that is, um, just wonderful. And if we can just get that confidence in our children. And as a recap, moms are finding all types of ways for self-care. One self-care tip you heard today was on fitness. Another was on time for herself. Yet another was on writing, getting out in the world, mindfulness practices, and learning. Are you wondering what I do? Well, let me tell you, I love to take a walk. I love to read a good book. And one of the things that re-energizes me and just gets me going is spending time supporting you. 
So those are the things that I do for self-care. Now it's your turn. What recharges you? What brings you joy? Let this list of six self-care tips inspire you to make your own list of self-care practices. Take a few minutes now to consider how you will put yourself first today, this week, and this month. Before you know it, you will be taking care of yourself daily and you will feel the difference. I do want to give a special thanks and shout out to the moms who are on the show this month. You have heard from them again today. We had Nancy, Daniela, Erica, Dawn, Rebecca, Valerie, Cassie, and Rachel, and they all did an amazing job. If you've not listened to their episodes this month, I highly encourage you to go back and listen. They all have unique stories, but they all have such, you know, heartfelt stories that they're sharing with us. And we so appreciate them and give them special thanks this month. And thank you for listening and supporting the show. And like I said earlier, the biggest thanks that you can give us is to share this show with a friend. And remember, you got this. Have an amazing summer.